Welcome to Side Talks. The podcast where we talk about movies. That's right. Who are you? I am Rachel Morgan. I'm the creative director for the Sidewalk Film Festival and Cinema and Film Center and Cinema and Festival and Film Film Festivals. <laughs> Sidewalks. Fest- it's getting, we're in, you know, we're in that point. I'm it, screening a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, forgive. It's, it's, it's festival programming crunch time, so... Your um, you, you feel, I feel like your your system got overloaded there. It just did. Um, forgive, you know. That's all I can say. I mean, I think I feel like we asked for forgiveness a lot, a lot, a lot. But uh, especially right now, now more than ever. <laughs> well, I'm Corey Kraft. I don't need your stinking forgiveness. Let's talk about some movies. Let's do it. And now a look at what we're watching this week. Hey, Corey. Guess what I'm watching? What are you watching? So I finally saw Cruella. Oh boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I pretty much agree with you. Yeah, this it's, thing is, it's, it's a mess. It's kind of a mess. It's too damn long. The needle drop shit really feels like the, the equivalent of some high-level sort of Fortune 500 executive right. showing, you, uh, showing us their pay stub. I mean, uh, it really feels like Disney's like, watch us dump all the money on the screen. We're assholes. Disney's like... You're gonna you're gonna buy this uh, soundtrack impulsively in a hot topic one day, so just totally you know, just totally. go ahead and give in. I mean, I timed it. By the time I got one bite into a mozzarella stick, a song had started and ended, and another had started and ended. Yeah, woof! That's a lot of content to cover. There's a lot of music to cover in one mozzarella stick bite. <laughs> um, and I I weigh a lot of things that way. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't really love it. Um, performances are good. The dogs are really cute. Yeah. Wink, Wink in particular, a little chihuahua and you know how I, I feel. I thought you would love Wink love with his little eye patch Wink. there. Um, I, yeah, I borderline dark, um, but not dark enough. There's a moment when she kind of comes out and she's like, I, I made this coat out of your Dalmatian skin. And I was like, fuck yes. Now we're getting somewhere, Disney. Now we're fucking getting somewhere. And then, of course, the dogs are, they have to give us a shot to show the dogs are still alive. Not only that, they they then have her say, like, I would never skin a dog. That's ridiculous. I love dogs. Right. And she's got her little dog companion. And the Dalmatians end up liking her and all of that stuff. Like, and the Dalmatians are killer Dalmatians. The so Dalmatians just, are... They're nasty. Sort of a spoiler alert for the first 15 minutes or so right. of this movie. Uh, I don't know if these are these same Dalmatians because it's some years later, but like three Dalmatians kick Cruella's mom off a cliff at the beginning right. of this movie. Like literally like go for blood, like kick her off a cliff uh, and she tumbles to her death, um, which is okay. All right. You're- I mean, we can, we can forgive Cruella for, you know, skinning the dogs. So anyway, I, but Disney's never going to go that dark, no. so they don't. Um, but it is dark enough and there's enough reference of like, you know, hell and there's enough to have gotten some of the, the rattled the cages of some God warriors. Yeah. There's been some folks out there, you know, really posting about how, how dark sided Cruella is. So I kind of <laughs> do like that. Cause I love anytime Disney gets a little skewer from their target audience. I, I love, I love these two little references to that one lady from that one episode of that reality TV show. I can't remember the, with the short hair who's like, it's dark sided. Yes. Yes. What, what, what show like was wipe that? Swap. Yeah. Yeah. Dark sided. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she she was uh, she was something else. She's definitely pissed right now about Cruella. She doesn't like Cruella. I guarantee it. I mean, I don't know for she's, certain because I don't check in with her. But, but she's probably still going to get the soundtrack at a hot topic. Yeah, probably. Well, and if she goes into a hot topic, those God Warriors are too are, are too busy looking at the you know the Satan references um, to not notice the queer baiting that's happening, um, which you know that's a little, a little bit of that's going on. Whatever Disney going to Disney. You know right. they're gonna they're gonna queer bait them and they're gonna be like no we don't we we don't do that 
I mean, I mean, you know, if if you interpret this character as gay, right. then like, well, I guess it might be. But I we mean, don't, you know, it's up to you, right? I don't know who's on the phone. It depends. Um, anyway, so the wardrobe, the wardrobe is great. The costumes yeah. are great. The fashion stunts are really fun. I really enjoy yeah, that. Yeah. So, so that's my favorite part of the movie, like that portion, like that thirty or so minutes where it's just like fashion pranks, right? Right. Like that stuff is good, right? And you know, everything else. I, you know what? It comes down to I don't really need this movie. No, I, I don't really need it. The Earth does not need this movie. It's. It's a Cruella DeVille origin story. Where I got the biggest laugh was when I did not know this, but um, things Candace says in a movie, right? My friend Candace saw this and she turns to me and she goes, I can't believe Disney's extracting $30 from their audience at home. I didn't realize that. I didn't yeah. realize that not only do you subscribe to Disney Plus, but then you got to pay another fat 30 on top of it to yeah. see this thing at home. So for a couple of their, you know, really, they did this with Mulan. They did this with their last animated movie, Raya and the Last Dragon. They have premium access for gotcha. some of these theatrical releases you have to pay a $30 premium to watch these movies instead of going to see them in in a theater and sure like I guess if you have like a family of like seven kids that's ultimately more cost effective sure Um, plus you don't have to feed those little rascals popcorn when you get there but if it's just like my you know adult ass like I'm gonna go to a cinema every time um, because that's just not I mean it's not cost effective for me to just sit sit at home and watch it well, I got a chuckle out of that because really and truly, I, it, I'm i hoping things go more that direction because I'm like, Dis- that's the difference between a nonprofit cinema right. and Disney is like, Disney's never going to get enough money from you. Like you can empty your pockets and empty them again and again and again, and they're still going to do a cavity search. So, I mean, they're going to get their money from you. Whereas we're like, hey, can we can we properly price popcorn so that everybody can afford it and enjoy the film and have a little snack? So anyway, Disney, gonna, again, this I'll sum it up. Corelli, Disney going to Disney. I have one more quick story for you before before I find out what right. you're watching. I think you're going to appreciate this. So the other thing I'm watching, which is not a film, is I went to – things are coming back around. People are going out. People are going out more. Music is starting to happen again. And we went to an outdoor festival. Me and my girlfriend went to an outdoor festival this weekend. And we get there. This is an outdoor festival in Georgia. And hmm. just look, the head, this is not about the headliners. The headliners were great. But one of the bands that plays beforehand is, is just terrible. I mean, it, to me, it's nails on a chalkboard. It's like <laughs> – and just screeching like that Rachel Rachel, I'm sorry uh, somebody let loose a cage of monkeys in here while we're recording so I'm standing in line for a drink because I needed one badly and it's still like right and as I'm standing there I'm like covering my ears I'm like fuck this is really terrible and my girlfriend looked at me and she goes now you know how Corey feels So I promised her I would bring that to you, and I have. Oh, perfect. Anyway, what are you watching? Perfect. (laughs) What are you watching? (laughs) So um, I just took a vacation, and um, we went to Asheville, North Carolina, uh, which was wonderful and scenic and and really nice. Um, Oh, by the way, this is not related to cinema at all, but I just want to say this on mic. Um, you recommended a restaurant to us that was already on our radar called Plant, yeah. an, uh, an all-vegan yeah. restaurant. Best meal we had on the trip. It was delicious. Yeah, told you so. Amazing. Also, Plant, if you'd like to sponsor us, um, podcast like and Sidewalk Festival. open a second location in Birmingham, um, we, we have a... a a lack of vegan restaurant options. Totally. And when I say sponsor, I mean the next time I happen to be in Nashville, just a free appetizer would work. Get get the <laughs> their their delicious like cauliflower or um or the ravioli. Oh my god. Oh man, it's it's so great. Good. And 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 Corey, you are not vegan. 
I'm not, but it was still it was still delicious. I'm just saying, you and Kathleen aren't vegan, so I mean, a lot of people will be turned off by a vegan restaurant, right? They're wrong to be, and and you can be a you can be a full fledged meat eater and still go here and have a great freaking meal. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I. Highly recommend it if you're in Nashville. Yeah. So yeah, again, that's not related to cinema at all. No. But I just wanted to bring that well, up. Food, food. Us cinema folk like food. Well, that's true. Just know that. Um, we watched a bunch of crap on Netflix while we were on vacation. Um, none of which is worth getting into. But we've just come home, and um, we came home. Our, our coming home uh, coincided with the beginning of the online Tribeca Film Festival. Yep. Uh, I got a pass for that, and so we've been sort of binge watching. Um, the festival programming uh, at home since we got back. So um, I've seen a ton of stuff. I'm in the middle of it. I'm going to see a yeah. ton more before this is over. But I wanted to bring up a couple highlights um, real quick. Um, I started the festival with what I think it might still be my favorite film of the festival so far. It's a movie that's coming to theaters Um in July, it's called Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Yes, um, yes, yes. Everyone's new, talking about this film. Yeah, new documentary about the late great um, chef and television host Anthony Bourdain, whose um, series on C- CNN, like Parts Unknown uh, and No Reservations, uh, really opened up um, world cuisine and world travel to American audiences. Um, and Bourdain took his own life a few years ago which is one of those just gutting celebrity losses right. that, that a bunch of people felt really intensely. And so um, if you are one of those people who feel that loss really intensely, um, this is probably a movie you'll want to check out because it is a wonderful, warm-hearted uh, portrait of him in and all of his demons, um, directed by Morgan Neville, who recently brought us Won't You Be My Neighbor, the documentary about yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Rogers. So he is um, adept, let's say, sure. at profiling some of uh, America's most beloved um, television personalities, I suppose. Right. Um, really, really worthwhile. Really, really good film. Um I uh, saw uh, a couple other documentary portraits uh, about the author Jackie Collins, which was very amusing. Cool. Uh, and about Larry Flint, which was also very amusing. My boy, Larry Flint. Uh, First Amendment champion, Larry Flint. Yeah. Um, this, the documentary was called Larry Flint for President. It goes into his um, anti-Reagan, semi-stunt presidential run. Um, where he was marshalling the powers of Hustler magazine. True um, wild man. To, True yeah. wild man. Um, it, it, obviously, the point is is to push back against um, those who would infringe upon free speech, like his notorious nemesis, Jerry Falwell. Right. Uh, all of this is dramatized in that Milos Forman movie from the 90s with Woody Harrelson. Yep, and as Courtney Larry Love. And, and Courtney Love. I think that movie's pretty good, but the documentary is also, I mean, it's the... It's told through uh, footage of of the real man right. uh, at the time, so uh, a wonderful supply of archival footage there, worth checking out. Um, and then I wanted to talk real quickly about a couple um, uh, narrative features that have premiered at uh, at at Tribeca. Um, a couple I recommend, and, and one I don't really. Um, the one that I don't really recommend. Um, is probably the highest profile narrative premiere. It's a it's a film called No Man of God. Yeah. Um, directed by Amber Seeley. It's a it's a movie about Ted Bundy, and I guess ultimately the real the reason I don't recommend it is because I feel like I'm personally weary of the true crime 
reenactment sort yeah. of mind hunter thing. This is a very, you know, it, it's it's about an FBI profiler played by Elijah Wood who sits down and has a bunch of conversations with Ted Bundy, who's here played by Luke Kirby. Um, and it's just, if you think that sounds like something you've seen before, I, I wish I could tell you this movie took a, another sort of, uh, angle on this material, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what a I, shame. I'm afraid to to say that that one was a bit of a disappointment. Uh, the other two are are really kind of interesting, though. Um, I saw a movie called Catch the Fair One, um, which is about uh, an indigenous woman, a boxer, who um, goes undercover in a uh, sex trafficking ring to find out what happened to her kidnapped sister. Um, this one is executive produced by Darren Aronofsky. He sort of lent, I suppose, his clout and name to it to get it a little bit more attention. Yeah. Um, it's a really intense thriller that that kind of reminded me of the recent Joaquin Phoenix movie, You Were Never Really Here, without the sort of abstract dreaminess that Lynn Ramsey, the director of that mm-hmm. movie, brings to it. Um, it's a pretty solid thriller. I kind of left it wishing that it, there were a little more to it. It's a very scant 90 minutes long, which on on one hand like okay, that's that's good. You get in, you get out. Yeah. Um but but it ends up feeling like there's there's not a whole lot to it. I I do recommend it though if you want just an intense no frills thriller. Yeah. Um and I really liked uh, a movie called The Novice. Um I I can't think of the director's name off the top of my head. This is all extem- extemporaneous, so I yeah. apologize. Um, but The Novice is an intense drama uh, starring a young lady named Isabel Furman, uh, who you may recall as as a child actress was in uh, that horror movie Orphan. She was the titular orphan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she's in the first Hunger Games movie. Um, she now is, uh, you know, grown up. She's a, she's a woman now. Um, and, um, she plays a college student who, uh, a very obsessive driven college student who, um, takes up, uh, rowing. Uh, she starts, uh, the, the, the crew, the, the rowing yeah. crew. Um, and it, it becomes like a black swan or whiplash style drama of someone pushing themselves beyond their limits and alienating everybody in their lives while they do so. Um, It's um, a really, really intense movie as this, this young woman essentially just pushes and pushes and pushes. And you just watch with growing horror as, as things spin out of control, really well performed. Um, It's, I think a debut feature um, that, um, you know, it has some debut featurey things, some stylistic things that I wasn't as wild about, but what a promising debut feature and and what a really wonderful lead performance. So um, those those movies don't have distribution yet as far as I know. They might um, really soon. Uh, they may. Um, I, I certainly um, those those last two that I mentioned. Um, so so keep an eye out for them cool. because I think they're worth checking out um, if you're into those sorts of movies. And and next time, uh, hopefully, I'll have more reports on the second half of Tribeca. Cool. There are still a lot of movies that I'm looking forward to watching, including um, Werewolves Within, which is I think playing at the Sidewalk Cinema. It is. It is um, in, on starting June 25th. Um, so I'm, I'm going to catch that in a couple of days. I'm looking forward to that and, um, I'll report back. Cool. 
Thanks for listening to Side Talks. <laughs> We're your own personal cinematic Dogecoin and Litecoin. Oh, boy. I didn't even go Bitcoin. I just went, I went deep dive in there. So, this is embarrassing, but I'm going to share this story anyway. You bought a bunch of Dogecoin? No, I didn't, but I came close. Like that day that Elon Musk was hosting Saturday Night Live and he was like, it's going to the moon, folks. I, 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 I asked my friend, I was like, should I like genuinely look into this shit? Like, is this something that I'm going to kick myself not investing in? Yeah. And he was like, no, idiot. And I was like, all right, fine. And it turns out that was right. So I, I you know. So you dodged the, do- the doge? I, I, I dodged the doge. I have an, a, a, a story with a bit of a happier ending. Uh-huh. Um, so a, f- a few months ago, I just uh, randomly was like, I believe in movie theaters. I don't think that anybody's going to really take them bad as, down as bad as they're saying, right? Uh-huh. And so I just randomly went out and bought AMC stock. Oh, you are rolling in it. Uh, I wouldn't call it rolling in it because when I say randomly bought AMC stock, I mean, y'all, I'm buying like $40, $50 worth of stock Still. here and there. Still. So I do that, right? And then a couple you know, a couple months go by and air, and, and the whole GameStop thing ha- happens and I wasn't paying attention. And by the time I realized that the AMC stock had shot up, yeah. right, that, you know, I didn't sell it. So I was like, oh, I missed my darn chance. Well, I had mentioned that in front of our, our manager, uh, our, our cinema manager, Aaron Penhaus, and I'm driving one day and I get a text from him that's like, pull over right now and sell your <laughs> AMC stock. Yeah. And I did, and I did very well. Yeah. So thanks to Aaron for that. But also, it was it was probably the only time in the history of the world that somebody has bought, earnestly bought stock and then, you know, benefited. You, you and my wife, but my wife has held on to the AMC stock. Yeah. Just in case it just pops back up Just in case it there. pops back up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I bought, I bought, uh, this is the best part, um, is that again, my girlfriend, it, 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 she's in finance. Yeah. She was laughing so hard because she pulled the chart up and she was like, I just need you to know that you randomly bought at $2.32, which is about four cents off of like a five-year low. And then you randomly sold it's it like seventy four like the it right the highest it, the five year high like um, I, like forty cents from the high and she was like it's all other than Aaron texting you which by the way I didn't even get the text on time in time <laughs> like I got it like two hours late right like just I y'all I'm never lucky never 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 this is the the one time of my life well I mean maybe you're a you're a stock purchasing savant. Uh, yeah, right. I'm actually leaving here today. I don't know if I'll continue the podcast. I'm going to be a day trader from here forward. So. The, the Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> over here. Oh, yeah. That's actually my nickname. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk to you about Dogecoin and Elon Musk and 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 stock and day trading. We're here to say goodbye to you for listening to our <laughs> this is lovely podcast. <laughs> this is the outro. Not, um, you know, not the like when Rachel Morgan talks, everybody listens. Well, I mean, but they do. <laughs> Um, How th- I wish. Thank you to Boutwell Studios uh, for producing this podcast. Check us out online, uh, www.sidewalkfest.com or at Sidewalk Film on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. These are the online sources where you can find all the information about what's going on at the Sidewalk Cinema right now and what's coming up with the upcoming Sidewalk Film Festival. Bye. August, downtown Birmingham. You'll want to be there. For sure. Get them ticks. Bye. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.